Many proclaim themselves loyal, but who can find one worthy of trust? Proverbs 26. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bear cast. I am your host, Phil Gonzalez, and this week we're back with another gift of the spirit. And what have our spirits been gifted with this? Or I guess not what have our spirits been gifted? What gift hath our spirits this time? Uh, this is a 2022 book. Uh, the Berenstain Bears gifts of the spirit. Trust, trust, trust. We must, we must, we must, we must increase our trust. The bigger, the better, the tighter the bond between humans. The soul likes us better, and so we must, we must, we must increase our trust. Uh, 2022 was a time of big need for trust, but we're not going to get into that. Instead, what we are going to get into is a little something I like to call the the Tanakh. The Tanakh? The Tanakh. Uh, also known in Hebrew as Mikra. The, the Tanakh. It's the collection of, of Hebrew scriptures uh, that Many people call the Old Testament, but that's only if you believe that it is an Old Testament. Uh, otherwise, it is divided into three sections, more or less. Uh, the the Torah with the Nevi'im and uh, the Ketuvim. Ketuvim? Ketuvim? Torah, Nevi'im, Ketuvim. The Torah is a collection of, of instructions. Uh, amongst other things. Uh, it's also known as the, the Pentateuch, uh, the five books of Moses. Uh, the Nevi'im are the books of the prophets. And the Ketuvim uh, is, is sometimes just referred to as, as, as writings. Uh, the Hagiographa. Uh, uh, are you interested yet? Does this, does this, does this stimulate your... Your 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 brain. Are you really interested? That you tune into a podcast about a bunch of Berenstain Bears books, and I'm throwing I'm throwing biblical Hebrew at you. Uh, no, okay. Well, let's let's keep going then. So within the books of the Ketuvim is a little book I like to call, <laughs> amongst other people, the Book of Proverbs. What? What are proverbs? I think we've discussed proverbs in the past. Uh, uh, it's a collection. Okay, I love this. Proverbs. This is the way it's described here is that proverbs isn't just a collection of 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 writings. It's a collection of collections. So it's a it's a within the within a book with, that some call the Bible. We have another book that some call the the Tanakh, and within that book we have other books. We call the Torah and the Nevi'im and the Ketuvim, and within the Ketuvim, that book, uh, we have another book, which is which is the Book of Proverbs, and within that book, we have a bunch of other books, a collection of collections. What is the Bible but a collection of collections of collections of collections of collections? So that's what Proverbs is—a bunch of collections uh, of sayings, books of wisdom, things to think about, thoughtful things. Uh, it's just it's wisdom that is supposed to instill in you. 
the fear of God. And by fear, I don't mean fear. By fear, I mean submission to the will of. Fear is an act, not fear is a feeling. Fear, fear God, which means submit to God. And, and within all of this is these Proverbs. What are, when, how are they divided? Well, there's the Proverbs of Solomon, King David. Uh, wait, it's, wait. So there's a Proverb of Solomon. That's Proverbs 1 through 9. Then there's Proverbs 10 through 22, 16, which are the Proverbs of Solomon. I don't understand what the difference between those is. Uh, but then there's Proverbs uh, 22, 17 through 24, 22, which is the sayings of the wise. Uh, so what we have is falling, falls under not the Proverbs of Solomon, but the Proverbs of Solomon. And that is Proverbs 20. Uh, and within Proverbs 20 is the one we're covering, which is Proverbs 20 colon six. Uh, so Proverbs 20 is the 20th chapter of the book of Proverbs. And remember that these divisions came much later. Originally, it was just blocks of text. Uh, but the, the Proverbs 20 is the 20th chapter of the books of Proverbs. These are... Uh, collections of wisdom literature. And some people say these are the writings of Solomon. Some people say they aren't. It depends on who you're talking to. Clearly, they've divided Proverbs into two separate books of Solomon, so who knows? But it starts out with wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging. And whoever is deceived thereby is not wine. Um, also sometimes they say whoever strong drink is a brawler, a mocker and a brawler. Are you a mod or a rocker? The Beatles might say I'm a mocker. Uh, that's a, totally a reference to something else. Uh, but what I am quoting from, then, then you might be saying, I've never heard it expressed many. Okay. There's so many different translations of this. We are using the New Revised Standard Version, the Catholic edition, because it's like very colloquial. It begins, wine is a mocker, strong drink a brawler, and whoever is led astray by it is not wise. Now, you might be familiar with the New International Version, which is wine is a mocker and beer a brawler. The delineation between beer and strong drink, it's scanty at best. Things were uh, referred to under just vague umbrellas at the time. But the New International Version translates this as, uh, many claim to have unfailing love, but a faithful person, who can find? And I love that it's that like, that, ah, but a faithful person, who can find? I like, there's the, there's a, there's a, a general sense, the subject comes after like what it's referring to. Uh, but the new revised standard version is, but who can find one worthy of trust? But I like, I like the older translation of, uh, but, uh, but someone you can trust, who can find them? I like that it's the syntax that lends itself more to the sort of, I'm a teacher teaching you this thing. You know, you're listening to your rabbi and your rabbi is talking about, ah, uh, you know, a faithful person who can find them, who can find this faithful person of which you speak. You can find a lot of people who are talking about, hey, you should trust me, but you know, at the end of the day, who can find this faithful person who's who's making these, you know, who can find this person? You know, everyone says, hey, look at me, I'm loyal, but uh, where are they when the when the chips when the chips chips hit the fan? I don't know what's the expression when the chips are down, who can find this person? And that's kind of what we're talking about today, right? Uh, so this this book, it's just throwing a bunch of sayings at you. Ev even children make themselves known by their acts, by whether what they do is pure and right. 
which, I, well, I just jumped. I, I just picked that one out of a hat, but that actually refers to this book as well. This book is bad, bad, says the buyer, then goes away and boasts. I like that one. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. So it's great. There's a lot of good stuff in here. A lot of people will go around saying that they're loyal, that they are trustworthy, that they're good people. But when it actually comes time to them exercising that trust, that loyalty, they're nowhere to be found. Who can find them? Who can find this person? The righteous walk in integrity and happier the children who follow them. And that's very pertinent to what we're discussing today. The Berenstain Bears gifts of the spirit trust. Why? Because this is about trust and saying you can trust someone, but can you actually do it when it when it comes time to put that into test? So what we have here is a familiar scenario. And it's interesting that Mike has chosen to begin this book with a, a scenario that I have covered like probably five or six times. And that is the attic is filthy. Time for us to clean it. We're going to find some interesting things. That's kind of cool, right? Except a wrench has been thrown into the works. A spanner as the British say, has been thrown into the works. And what is this spanner? It is our new character that we are focusing on a lot in these books, the honeyest of bears, Honey Bear. And she will actually become the honeyest of bears, spoilers, in this book. Because all of a sudden, you can't just haul the kids up into the attic and start cleaning things and start sorting things. Because Honey is a toddler. There are dangerous things up in the attic, just sharp things, things she can hurt herself on. If they're going to get the job done, they can't keep an eye on her. What to do? what to do. And, and there's some fascinating stuff up here. There's Uncle Harry. I don't know who Uncle Harry is. And not There's not Uncle Harry. They didn't find a corpse. Trust me. If they would find it, I would have led with that. I would have been like, welcome back to Deep in Bear Country. This is a book where they find a corpse. We don't deal with corpses in Bear Country. The closest we ever come to are Raffish Ralph's almost corpse when he when they tried to kill him by throwing him off a bridge. And the corpse of uh, Ro Robo, the robot, the 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 living creature that actual factual birthed from his lab who he decided was too much trouble to deal with and he killed it and they, but he did bury it he gave it a christian burial which is weird it's a robot who you insist is not a living soul but then you kill it and dismember it and bury it in a great an actual marked grave in a cemetery weird of you actual factual but i have to bring that up they do not find uncle harry's stiff frozen form they do not find uncle harry's mummified remains they do not find uncle harry uh, uncle harry in a shiffer robe where he accidentally locked himself many years ago before people decided he had just up and left the family they do not find uncle harry buried under a pile of old newspapers they do not find uncle harry in the attic no they find uncle harry's collection of antique coffee grinders which is pretty rad Uncle Harry, how much coffee were you grinding? Uncle Harry, why do we have them? Papa built this house. Why? How did they end up? We don't know. Great grandma's trunks full of fancy hats and feather boas. Try them on, Papa. I want to see these hats. That's great grandma's. That's either Grizzly Gramps, Grizzly Grands. Well, either I'm just going to say either Grizzly Gramps or Grizzly Grands because we don't learn much about the other grandparents. I'm going to assume it's Grizzly Gramps or Grand's parents, old fancy hats and feather boas, perhaps used in a, in a vaudeville performance at one point. Who knows? There were stacks of Papa's old rock and roll records, which are probably worth something. And these are huge stacks, like feet tall uh, and an old close and play record player. I want to know what these records are. I want to know if Papa is sitting on some old Sun original 45s. Hello. Do you have the Bear Country equivalent of Johnny Cash's early releases? Do you have the Bear Country equivalent of, uh, uh, what's his name? The guy who married his cousin when she was 13 years old. Uh, uh, 
What's his name? The guy at three, great balls of, I suddenly cannot think of his name. Who was he? Uh, great bears of fire, he would have sung. Hoo-hoo, get me my 13-year-old cousin played by Winona Bairder up here. What's his name? Oh my God. I, I want to it, it's just, it's it's flying out of my head. People are screaming right now. They're shaking their fists and going, Phil, calm down. The 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 person who's saying Great Balls of Fire is played by Dennis Quaid in the movie Great Balls of Fire. What is his name? He 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 was uh, Sam Phillips. He recorded for Sun Records in the 19. 19- Who was he? Ding ding. He set his keyboard off. I can remember everything about the man, but his actual name. What is his name? Hold on. Oh my God, this is going to drive me nuts. Great balls. Uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lee Lewis sang Great Balls of Fire, 1957. Jerry Lee Lewis. Uh, he only died in October. Jerry Lee Lewis died in 2022. You know who else died in 2022? Someone who I miss. Every single time I see her name mentioned, and I see her name mentioned a lot because I think about her every day, is the great comedian, Judy Tenuta. And you want to know what else is more than a coincidence? Judy Tenuta died October 6th, 2022. Jerry Lee Lewis died October 28th, 2022. Judy Tenuta 72 when she died, Jerry Lee Lewis, 87 when he died. But Judy Tenuta had an entire routine about Jerry Lee Lewis that she used to do in her old in her old performances in the 1980s. She had a whole routine she did about Jerry Lee Lewis, about the how his wives tended to die soon after their honeymoons, about how their his their his wives tended to end up floating face down in a swimming pool. Uh, she didn't like Jerry Lee Lewis. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm going off on this tangent. I miss Judy Tenuta a lot. Judy Tenuta was a great comedian, just amazing, hilarious, graduate of Second City Improv, just an amazingly funny woman. I don't know. I, 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 miss, I miss Judy Tenuta. I miss her presence in this world. I miss her every day. What was I talking about? Hebrew, Kev, I'm looking at my open tabs now. Book of Proverbs, catch you. What is this? All oh, the pro. What are we talking about? Oh, stacks of records. Jerry Lee Lewis. Right, right, right. So Papa has all these stacks of records, probably worth a dime. We're never going to find out. Mama has a bunch of old cookbooks, probably not worth a single dime. There's a broken croquet mallet, which just makes me think of The Shining and not the movie, but the book. Uh, But everything's dirty. Everything's filthy. And so they're like, look, we can't have the kid up here. Brother and sister, please take her downstairs and watch her. And they're like, great. Now, sister does say, when you're done, can we help with the other cleaning? Uh, And the parents are like, sure, of course, we all help out with cleaning. Now, the Cubs aren't thinking about actually helping with cleaning. In their imaginations, they're just imagining having water fights with the mop buckets, which they never come back to that. It's very funny, though, that Mike acknowledges the fact that the kids are offering to help. But in their mind, helping out is actually just playing with the mop water. They just want to they just want to have water fights with each other. The mop water never comes up again. But that is children. That's the, the, the essence of children. Oh, can we help? but they're not actually envisioning helping. Uh, so they take Honey down. This is, this is another part that is very in, in, insightful on Mike's part. So the kids take Honey Bear downstairs and they're like, let's do something together. And the kids are like, let's just watch TV. 
sister wants to watch Barbie's Beach House Adventure, and brother wants to watch Spider Bear. We're getting into some pop culture that we've touched on. So as as we know from past books, Spider Bear is not wearing the Spider-Man costume. Uh, in the past, we've seen Spider-Bear wearing something more akin to Blue Beetle's costume. Uh, but not Blue Beetle exactly. This Spider-Bear is not wearing the goggles we've seen on Spider-Bear, but it is still wearing blue and lavender. And swinging from a web throughout, uh, I guess, Big Bear City is where Spider-Bear would be set. Um, a brother doesn't want to watch Bearby's Beach House Adventure. Uh, even though it looks pretty fun, we see a Bearby in her pink Jeep. But brother's like, I want to watch Spider-Bear. I like Spider-Bear. You like Spider-Bear. And she's like, I know, but I've watched it 20 times already. And he's like, but it's so good. And so they decide... We're not going to watch Spider-Bear. We're not going to watch Barry. We're going to watch Barry Potter. Huh? And the Sorcerer's... Now, I believe in the past, it's been Barry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. I think that's what it was. This time, it's Barry Potter and the Sorcerer's Honeypot, which it's... Okay, so is it is this a takeoff on Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, or is this a takeoff on Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire? Because that's the only other, like, cauldron-type thing that's mentioned. Or is this supposed... In Europe, is this Barry Potter and the Philosopher's Honeypot? Because that's not anything. Um, who knows? But they start watching it. And we see a quick screenshot of what would look to be Barry Potter chasing after a, a snowball of some sort. We see a female bear, which I can only imagine is supposed to be the Hermione XP. We see a hatted bear, which I assume is their version of McGonagall. And then a long bearded bear wearing a fez, which I can only assume is supposed to be their version of Dumbledore. Uh, all I know is that in bear country, uh, JK, their JK Rowling whatever version has not been uh, revealed to be a rotten, rotten, rotten human being as she has in uh, uh, the earth, on the earth. The rottenest human being on the face of the earth. Not the worst. There's probably worse, but for who she is and what she does, uh, pretty rotten. As far as the world of YA literature goes, uh, rotten human being. And you can quote me on that. And that is the official stance of Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bear cast. J.K. Rowling is a rotten human being. Uh, but the kids don't care because this is Bear World, and I'm sure that their J.K. Rowling is fine. She's done fine things. She's fine, and she's proved herself to be fine. Oh, but J.K. Rowling has donated so many millions of dollars to wonderful charities. That's true, but she also says horrible things that put trans kids' lives in danger. Uh, so we don't like her, and we wish she would melt into a puddle and be sucked up by a elephant and spit into the sea. That's my final statement. Trans lives matter. Trans kids lives matter. You heard it here. Billionth. You heard it here a millionth. Doesn't matter because Honey Bear doesn't want to watch Barry Potter anyway. Honey wants to watch shows about bunnies and ponies. And what follows is the greatest picture of Honey Bear Mike has ever drawn. I don't know how to describe this. Honey Bear's head is thrown back. She's imagining ponies and bunnies. She has a smile on her face. I've never seen a Berenstain Bear Bear drawn from this angle. It's delightful. I hope it happens again. Mike, if you're listening, draw bears like this again. It's hilarious. It's delightful. It's the best picture of Honey Bear ever drawn. Uh, but she gets bored. She wanders off. Honey Bear wanders off. She starts playing with blocks. Uh, she gets hungry. She tiptoes. She sneaks into the kitchen. She's like, maybe there's food for me to eat. Barry Potter and the Philosopher's Honey Bear is, I guess, four hours long. They're not paying attention to their daughter. There's their child. Their sister. Not a daughter, not a child. A sister. 
Well, Mama and Papa get done organizing. They're going to take a break. They walk into the den. There's brother and sister watching TV, but where's Honey? They start panicking. They can't find Honey in the dining room. They can't find Honey in the kitchen. But then they look in the pantry, and we see another great Mike Bear face. Papa is making a nah, nah, nah face, like a, a concern, like, a, like he's clenching his teeth, but like, ah, that's the face he's making. Uh, honey Bear has gotten into the honey, just like her namesake. And the gooey, sticky, yummy honey has been poured all over her. She's opened up three pots and just dumped them all over her face, all over her clothes, all in her fur. Mama and Papa, dang, third time's a charm. Mike draws another amazing reaction shot of Papa and Mama just mouths agape, staring in shockhead wonder at what their littlest child has done, made herself a, a mess. They start screaming for brother and sister to get into this. And I love it. We haven't seen brother and sister in trouble in a while. And this is brother and sister in trouble uh, with mama and papa. They get called. They, 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 they immediately can tell from the sound of voice that something is wrong because they know that honey is missing. They run into the pantry. Uh, mama and papa, brother and sister look totally messed up that honey is sitting on the floor covered in her namesake. And honey is actually has this look on her face like, eh, what can you do? I'm a toddler. I'm not going to get in trouble for this. And she doesn't, of course, because... Brother and sister should have been watching her. And they were like, you were supposed to keep an eye on Honey. And brother's like, we were watching TV. We didn't notice that she had left. And mom is like, that's the point. You were supposed to pay attention to her. We trusted you to take care of your little sister. And what if she had gotten into something dangerous instead of Honey? Kids, the parents are right. And brother and sister feel cowed. They feel embarrassed. They hang their heads because they want to be trustworthy. They didn't want their sister to get into anything dangerous. And so they have to make up for their mistake by giving Honey a bath. They all laugh about it, but then they realize getting this honey off is going to be a family effort because they are still too young to bathe their sister. Like, this is a little too much. So the whole family gets together. They throw honey into the bathtub and it says, one thing's for sure, sister says, with all this honey on you, you definitely are a sweet little thing. And they all laugh and proceed to bathe their sister. So gifts of the spirit trust. What can we take away from this? What can we take away from a book? That starts off with a proverb about everyone claiming to be trustworthy, but good luck finding someone who's trustworthy. Many proclaim themselves loyal, but who can we find that's worthy of trust? Well, obviously not brother and sister, right? Right? Well, let's look back at what we have learned so far. We've learned about caring and sharing, love and family. And you put them all together, what's at the heart of all that? Trust. If you care about someone, you have to prove that they can trust you. If you love someone, you trust them, they trust you. Sharing is, is, a, is an ultimate form of trust. If you're sharing something with anyone, you trust that you can count on them to take care of what you've shared with them, whether it's a physical object, a piece of property, or a secret, or your feelings. You can trust them with those things. And love is, of course, like trust incarnate. Love, and, and again, as Mike says repeatedly, these things are not feelings. These are gifts of the spirit. And as a gift, they are something you can do. Trust, yes. You give someone your trust. Someone gives you their trust. But that's a thing. That's T-O and an action verb. To trust and to have trust bestowed upon you is a responsibility. They are sharing their trust with you. You are responsible for their trust. Mama and Papa trusted brother and sister to take care of honey. That trust has to be acted on. Honey has to be paid attention to. Brother and sister violated that trust. Now they are young, they are children. 
They are distractible. Mama and Papa, as parents, we trust them to know what their children are capable of. But you got to test it. Mama and Papa may have had this conversation before. Can we trust brother and sister to watch Honey Bear without us being around? Turns out they can't. This isn't a failing on anyone's part. And brother and sister aren't made to feel bad about it. They feel bad about it. And they should. They recognize where they fell down on their responsibility. But mama and papa, I bet, also feel a little bit bad about it because they thought that the kids were ready for this. They thought brother and sister could be trusted with this. And it's a little bit on them that they made that mistake. But they also gave brother and sister an active way to make up for it by cleaning up Honey Bear. And when brother and sister found themselves overwhelmed by that, they were able to get mama and papa to help out, help clean her up. Mama and papa could have said, no, you did this. You got to take care of it. But they didn't. And I respect that. I respect that mama and papa were like, okay, this is a bit much for the kids. We'll take care of it from here. Or we'll, you know, we'll help them out. And they did. And they all, they all ended up in a good mood. Trust. There's not much else to say. There's no Bible verses in this book beyond the opening proverb, the opening chapter and verse, Proverbs 20, colon six. It's just hard to find someone you can trust, I guess, is what they're trying to say. Uh, but I think what that proverb is trying to say is it's easy to say that you can be trustworthy, but you really got to put it into action. You really got to put your money where your mouth is, kids. So brother and sister, they still got a little work to do. Uh, they're not going to be left alone with honey at the house anytime soon. They're going to have to act on their on their parents' trust. Fair enough. They're kids. They've still got a lot of learning to do. Mama and Papa have got a lot of learning to do. If you have kids, we go through that with Mitzi all the time. Uh, Mitzi will say she's going to do something. She doesn't do it. We let her know this, you know, that this you, we trusted you to do what you said. You didn't do it. Maybe next time. And sometimes it it works. And sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but that's the very same various gifts of the spirit. Trust. I recommend. You, I like these books. They're hardbacks. They're beautifully illustrated and they got a lesson to teach. If you read this with your kid, I mean, you can talk about like what a brother and sister do wrong. What could they have done? And what should mama and papa maybe have done? Like maybe mama and papa should have said, okay, but no watching TV. You have to watch your sister the whole time. If you get bored, if you get overwhelmed, come and get us. We're just upstairs like that, like set those boundaries. But I would say the first one's probably no watching TV. Or if you're going to watch something, it's something honey gets to pick. You're watching her. She's your responsibility. I don't know. That sounds fair as fair to me. Huh? Tying it back? Tying it back. So that's the Berenstain Bears Gifts of the Spirit Trust from 2022. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm posting all my episodes to YouTube as well. So you can find me there. You can find me at BerenstainBearCast.org. You can find me on YouTube at Phil Gonzalez. It's Phil. You can also find me on Facebook at Deep in Bear Country, Berenstain Bearcast. Find me on Twitter at Beastain Bearcast. Listen to my other shows, Pizza Toast and It's Del Toro Time. Got a new Del Toro time dropping this week, I believe. So that'll be fun if you're interested in that. Uh, finishing up the Hunger Games series in a few weeks on Pizza Toast. So there's that. If you like this show uh, and you listen to it on a podcatcher, wherever you listen to it and you're capable of giving it a good review, give it a good review. It's been a while since someone's dropped a new review. So let me hear from you. Uh, otherwise, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for listening. You're all wonderful. And I'll see you all next time deep in Bear Country.